Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Alrighty, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday with myself, Cody Coster, and on the road joining us this this go about is Mr. John Spanhauer. John, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing really well, Cody. I'm happy to be here, and like you said, I'm on the road here in Santa Barbara at the ADPI conference. Uh, it's an annual conference. Obviously, got delayed last year, but uh, this year it's back in force, and it's just really exciting to be here and be out here in California again, but most importantly, to see the dairy industry, at least from the ingredient side, being back in one room and at least trying to get along. So uh, I like seeing that. And no, everybody's uh, really happy to see each other and a lot of discussion about prices out here. And, you know, uh, one presenter uh, said the most uh, bearish thing they can come up with was the fact that everybody was bullish. So clearly the, uh, you know, the, the mood of the room is that uh, prices look like they're going to go higher. So maybe we can discuss that a little bit here in today's discussion. Well, absolutely. Speaking of prices going higher, I mean, GDT, we had event 297 this morning, uh, December 7th for reference. Anybody listening to this after, you know, a little bit of time here. But uh, a, a decently strong, I guess, to the naked eye, John, a decently strong GDT so far uh, as today, up 1.4% as a whole. Yeah, you know, Tony, there's no walking away from this saying this wasn't a good GDT. Uh, prices were higher, I think, across every major product category. I, I hope the audience can uh, excuse me today. I am on the road, and I just don't have my data points in front of me like I normally try to have, so I'm going to be generalizing. But, the again, I think all the product categories were higher. There's only yeah. one thing. I, I think futures for a couple of these product categories, specifically whole milk powder, what futures were looking for not just a little bit more uh, gas on the pedal here, but a lot more. I think, uh, and don't quote me, but I think that the whole milk powder futures were looking for about a five, four to five percent increase uh, from last auction uh, on this auction. And I think Cody, if you can fill me in here, but I think they came in at about 0.5 percent higher. Yep. Um, yep, well, half, half percent higher on whole milk powder. Half percent higher on whole milk powder. So half a percent higher is higher. There's no way around that. Uh, but if we look at it in the context of people were looking for a pretty big bump in there, um, and, and we just didn't quite get as big of a bump. The rest of the categories were up. Uh, I think whole, their skim milk powder was up about 1.4. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. All right. Um, yep. You know, skim I think we were looking for more of about two – uh, excuse me, that was skim milk powder, excuse me. Uh, skim milk powder, I think we were looking for more of about 2% in there coming in. So it was up. That one was probably more in line with expectations. But it's that whole milk powder, which, uh, you know, uh, people like me will kind of consider the engine of that whole auction. Uh, just didn't come in quite as what we thought it was going to do. So, John, before we get to the class four side of things here, um, looking at cheddar cheese, it was up 1.1% essentially uh, on the auction today, and our barrel price got bid higher during our spot auction, uh, which drove our futures even higher, but still a discount to the rest of the world at this point. Yeah, you bet, Cody. Um, there's just a few things to it. A, we are still discount. There's still plenty of room for export. Uh, we do suspect that exports have been booked, and based on these prices even now, I suspect that there's going to be even more export exports booked. 
Um, as we speak, I, you know, I just left, stepped out of the uh, conference uh, as somebody was presenting um, to, to do this podcast. And, you know, the very basis of their conversation was we could be exporting a lot more than we are um, if our transportation issues were fixed. And, you know, I think uh, deservedly the, the industry is looking at itself saying we, are, we have exported a lot of product this year. Our exports are really, really high, com you know, compared to what they have been. Uh, they've slowed down a little bit here. Uh, I know there's a report that came out this morning, so I apologize for not being familiar with it. But in general, our exports are really good. Put that in the context of we had a tremendous amount of port problems, and you get back to the joke I've said many, many times here, and that is if this is what we're exporting now, when the ports are broken, what are we going to do when they're fixed? And I think if we can look forward into a time when those port, that port situation is running at least a little bit more smoothly and our internal logistics are running a little bit more smoothly, you've, you know, I, I guess I would say that the, the heady days of higher prices are more in front of us than behind us at this point in time. Um, you know, it's just a matter of getting those, you know, the opportunity and the price and everything else is there. It's just a matter of getting that stuff on a boat. And if you've got a buyer that says, I, I need to know that I can have that product, I will pay a higher price to another point of origin because they can get that product to me um, because you can't, then that, you know, that's going to hurt us. And the more and more we can say we can do that and get that get over that hurdle, and I'm not saying that we have, I'm just saying that if we can get past that hurdle, then we can probably see that these export numbers that we're looking at right now, you know, look pretty small in hindsight if we can make that happen. And if that happens, I think it just leads to higher prices here in the U.S. Gotcha. Understood. Flipping, I guess, the other side of the coin, John, going to the Class 4 side, and I'm, I'm sure you saw this, as I know you watch it pretty closely, but butter on the GDT up 4.6%. Uh, you know, that drove, and I think it helped boost our butter price during spot to $2.06. And now we've got quarter one, Class 4, trading at $20 on the board. I mean, from our previous podcast that we've been talking about, this is, that's a pretty bullish sentiment that we've been looking for yeah yeah you know i mean the the market has you know the class four side of things um even though it's still lower than the rest of the world specifically because of that butterfat price right if we look at the the class four through the lens of of the non-fat skim price we can say yeah there's a discount there but it's not that big of a deal compared to the rest of the world. But it's when you get into that butter space that you really start to see that discount, and that really points towards the potential for more exports. Um, so if we look at that class four price right now, I would say, yes, it's a high price. It really is. If we put it in comparison to the rest of the world and imagine a world where we can get more exports off, we can probably look at it and say, there's, there's a lot more upside potential. That doesn't mean that there's no downside potential, right? I mean, we can't look at this at this $20 level and say, oh, there's nothing but upside from here. There, there's simply, there, there's a tremendous, there is a lot of upside potential. But like I said, if we get into a, an issue where those ports get snarled again, then, you know, it, it just doesn't matter what the rest of the world is trading. And I don't imagine that that's going to happen. It seems like it's getting better, not worse, but... You still have to look at it to say that that is a problem, or that the logistics still 
pose a potential problem. If we can imagine a world where the logistics work as well as we want them to, and we look at, at the class four, you know, price in the rest of the world, and you say, why are we so high? It leads right back to what we've been talking about now for several months, and that is European milk production. And that European milk production, since we've last spoken, really hasn't gotten any better. And some, some countries it's stepped up a little bit, and other countries like Germany, it's actually gotten worse. So if we look at it to say, if we can agree that European milk production is part of the reason why prices are higher in the rest of the world, then I don't know that we're seeing right in front of us what's going to turn that around. Um, you know, we just, European milk production isn't really getting better. The one thing I will warn people of, and it's going to become um, more of a talking point, I think, as we move forward, is that when we're comparing year-over-year -year milk production, specifically in Europe, we need to be cognizant of the fact that during the first quarter of last year, I believe it was very, very cold in Europe, and European milk production went lower during the first quarter of last year. And then it kind of rebounded, and then as we moved through the summer months, it started to break again for what we believe to be environmental regulation issues. What I'm bringing this up for is to say, as we move into the first quarter of 2022 and we start doing year-over-year -year comparisons, it might be easy, you might, we might run across some numbers where it's saying, hey, look, European milk is not lower, it's slightly higher. Um, and that can, I think we have to keep that in the context of, yes, it is technically, but it was a really low number during the first quarter of last year. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, I do look at it and say European milk production right now, this doesn't seem to be getting better. That seems to be keeping prices in Europe and around the world higher, and we don't expect that to change, at least here in the short term. So a big takeaway from this auction is kind of like it was last time, the uh, European milk production, like John just mentioned, and also the exports, uh, you know, getting products on the boats loaded in time and, you know, shipped out to sea. John, we know you have a conference to get to. We don't want to keep you too long, but do you have any one last parting thought uh, on this global dairy trade that we just kind of wrapped up today? I guess I would just look at it to say that it's another um, – another auction of confirmation of these higher prices. I know as we go back a few auctions ago, maybe a couple months ago, there was, you know, we really saw the GDT prices move higher all at once, right? Um, and they're specifically on cheese. I think there was that time when it was 20% higher, right? And although we did come off a little bit from that, I know there were a lot of people out there that looked at it and said, well, that's just the GDT cheese price. That's just one buyer out there who's making that happen. And, you know, that's always a potential sometimes that, uh, you know, uh, that we can see something like that happen. But as we've all learned over time that when there is, you know, undue influence by any one person, the market comes back and takes its pound of flesh and we would normally see a correction. We did not see that. Right. And, and that just says to me that those prices were not out of line. They were maybe a little ahead of their time as it relates to the rest of the world, but they, they, they weren't out of line. And I think auction, the more and more auctions we get like this, where we just edge higher, although they were a little bit disappointing towards expectations, the more they just edge higher or even stay stable, it just says, you know what, though, that is the price and the price of uh, cheese and the price of skim 
and the price of butter in the rest of the world is higher than it is here in the U.S., and we expect that to mean that we can see steady to higher prices here in the U.S. as a result. All right. Fantastic. Well, we will let you get back to the, the conference out there, John. We appreciate you stepping away, taking some time, giving us a little insight on the GDT. Um, for everybody listening, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please shoot John or, or I an email. Uh, we'd be happy to answer them, get a, you know, the best synopsis to you that we can. Um, but until next time, it's going to do it for myself and Mr. Spainhauer. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.